0: Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Resilient Leaders podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. If you're a leader and you are feeling overwhelmed, stuck, ill-equipped, or burdened by complexity of leadership, this is why we exist—to come alongside of and to equip leaders just like you. That is uh, the purpose of this podcast. This is just one of several ways our organization equips and empowers leaders i'm glad you're here well today i want to unpack what we have discussed on this podcast before on a few different occasions and it's the concept of raising up leaders as liz wiseman wrote the essential role of a leader is not to create followers it's to be a leader multiplier it's a fantastic paradigm shift And there's a misconception about leadership that the role of a leader is just to delegate tasks, just uh, fill up my coffee and sharpen my pencils. Nope. You see, leaders often conflate the terms equipping and delegating. Equipping and delegating are good. Empowering and delegation are good. But they're two different things. And I'd like to set the record straight today, if I may. So let's start out right here from the top. What is the difference between delegation and empowerment? Well, delegating is about giving other people tasks, but empowering others is about giving people authority and permission. Yes, sometimes we need to delegate tasks to people, but delegation is not what ultimately raises up other leaders. If you delegate a task to someone, you're basically saying, please get this done exactly the way that I want to get it done. But when you equip and empower others by giving them authority and permission, you essentially say to them, here's the vision and the mission of what we're about as an organization. You are capable and responsible. I believe in you. Take this Initiative or project or whatever, take this and lead in such a way that is best to advance that mission and that vision forward. I trust you. Now, this means that whoever we're empowering with, we're giving authority and permission to, they will likely do it differently than you would do it. But remember, we're not trying to create clones, we're trying to multiply leaders. Let me say that again. The role of a leader is not to create clones. We are trying to multiply leaders, which means you're going to have to let go of control and preference in the way that you've always done it or the way you think is the best way to do it. You've got to let go of some control. As we've said on this podcast before, one of my favorite leadership quotes, Craig Rochelle said, you can have control or growth, but you can't have both. And you're going to have to let go of some control in order for your people to grow. In order for the leaders around you, you've got to let go of some things of exactly the way that you want it done. So many leaders are accused of being control freaks. And in those organizations, people aren't developed. I had a boss who would call me into the office and give me tasks to do. That's fine. The boss would say, here's how I want you to do it. Let me know how it gets done. I would go do them. Now, I feel like I was responsible. I grew in some some competency and some specific tasks. I was responsible, but I wasn't developed as a leader. But the best boss I ever had, her name was Ruth Pape. She really empowered me. You know why? She entrusted me with an entire ministry of a large church I was working on staff at when I was in my 20s. She trusted me. She gave me authority and permission. She not only trusted me, she entrusted authority and permission to lead as I saw best, she supported me. She encouraged and trained me. She cheer led for me, and when it was needed, she would correct me. And at times, she even took the blame from the executive team when I made a mistake. It's why I admire why I admire her so much, even to this day. My the first boss that I mentioned to you, dele- there was delegation of tasks, but the best boss I ever had, Ruth Pape. She empowered me because she gave me permission and confidence and authority. So let's jump in now. How would we empower or equip or raise up leaders? What does that look like? To empower and to equip leaders, you must first carefully consider a potential leader's character. If you can't trust them, let me say this, don't empower them. In fact, if you don't trust them, you may not want to delegate many things to them either. That's why at the end of every podcast, I say the same thing. I encourage you, the listener, to be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry, or to be fat and hungry. Yes, the acronym F-A-T, faithful, available, teachable, to be fat and hungry. So to ask yourself, is this potential leader that I want to empower and build up and raise, is this potential leader faithful to their responsibilities that they have currently? Is this potential leader available and accessible to help others, or are they closed off, exclusive, or too busy? Is this potential leader teachable, showing evident signs of humility and an openness to learn new things, or are they entitled or incredibly defensive when they're corrected with something? Are they faithful, available, teachable? And of course, are they hungry? Do they want to grow and learn and get better? Is there an intrinsic motivation? To grow and learn? Or are they only doing it because, well, if I don't, I might get fired? As it's been said, hungry dogs run faster. We tell the leaders that we serve in our organization here at Kairos Partnerships, whether it's through coaching or consulting, speaking or training, that we will work hard to serve you, the leader, but we refuse to work harder at your growth and development than you do. We make that unapologetically clear right from the jump. Why do we do that? Because we believe. That if we don't, we're getting the cart before the horse. Leaders have to demonstrate an intrinsic motivation to grow and to learn, which shows some humility to say, I don't have it all figured out. There are many leaders who are competent, extremely gifted, and have lots of charisma. But if they're not fat and hungry, this has a potential to be disastrous. Which gets to the next thing that I want to share for just a moment here. I want you to think about a two by two matrix. I want you to think about high character at the top and low character at the bottom. I want you to think of low skill on the left and high skill on the right. Now, if you think about that in a two by two matrix, you can even pause and draw that right uh, on a piece of paper in front of you if you want. You see, if you have low skill and low character, you are an irrelevant leader. If you have low skill but high character, you're a limited leader. If you have low character but high skill, you're an incredibly dangerous leader. But if you have or you're working with someone who has high skill and high character, you're an incredibly fruitful leader. You see, where I see most leaders get in trouble is where they're high skill and low character. They're in the dangerous leader category. People often look the other way and say things like, but look at her great quarterly numbers. Or, he's the most successful salesperson in our department. If we let him go, our organization will suffer. And what happens is, we tolerate incredibly dangerous leaders who have high skill, but low character. Low character leaders, regardless of their level of skill, should be watched very, very carefully. This idea of character is so important to leadership. I'd rather personally take someone with high character and low skill and train them and develop them and empower them over time than to have someone with high skill and low character any day of the week. Because if someone has high character, they're fat and hungry. We can train them in skills because they're motivated. And of course, someone who has high character and high skill, someone who's incredibly fruitful will want to steward well what God has entrusted to them. That's the best kind of leader that we can be, and those are the best kind of leaders that we can build into, empower, equip, and unleash. See, once we determine the character that they're fat and hungry, once we've determined which, uh, where they're at in terms of the two by two matrix, I want to give you a quick framework of leadership development for the process of empowering, equipping, and unleashing. It's a six part framework. We've talked about it before. We want to talk about it again because it's so important. It's these six elements: teach demonstrate, observe, evaluate, encourage, evacuate. Teach, demonstrate, observe, evaluate, encourage, evacuate. Again, first we teach. We need to show people what needs to be done and how it needs to be done and then equip them and and give them the authority to make decisions based on how it's been done in the past. Maybe they can do it better. Second, we need to demonstrate, to model it while others are watching us. Third, we observe. We watch other people carefully as they live and lead. We watch carefully the areas where they're doing well, where they might need to grow and improve, where they're growing in their confidence, and where they may have some gaps in their thinking or behavior. Fourth, we evaluate. This is where we provide feedback along the way, offering suggestions, noticing where they may need to improve. Fifth, we encourage. We point out the things they're doing really well. Part of the role of being a leader and being a leader multiplier is that we become a cheerleader for others. We affirm the good. And lastly, we evacuate. We never actually send them out. Uh, to if we, if we never send them out to lead, we can teach them a lot but they will never get the chance to actually act upon what they have learned and been empowered to do. Many leaders go through the first five steps quite well, but they fail to send potential leaders out and look at them with confidence and say, now it's your turn. You go and you lead and you teach others how to do it well. Well, I gave an example long ago on this podcast of how I taught my son how to grill. At the time, my ten-year-old son Bennett wanted to learn how to grill, making me very proud. And he learned how to do hot dogs and hamburgers, steak, salmon, grilled and uh, barbecued chicken, even veggies in the grill basket. And I worked this six-part framework with him over a period of time. Well, let me tell you, just a few weeks ago on a Sunday afternoon, I was laying on the couch watching football, about to get up and turn on the grill to grill some hamburgers for dinner. He walked by and he said, you want me to grill tonight, dad? I'd be glad to do it. And start to finish, he did it. While I kept watching the football game on the couch. Had I just delegated tasks to him on the grill, I don't think he'd ever have the confidence to do it. He needed the authority and permission to do it all by himself. Sure, it's a small example, but you can extrapolate this framework from the grill to your organization, church, company, or team. Use that framework of developing leaders where it's whether it's burgers or leading an entire department or project or new initiative. It works in any situation in any context and in almost with almost any age. And remember, potential leaders, especially young leaders, are not going to get it exactly right the first time around. They're not going to get it exactly right the 20th time around. That's okay. Neither did you. That's how we learn. So when you empower others, expect mistakes. That's part of the learning. That's part of leadership. That's part of life. And as billionaire investor Ray Dalio wrote in his book, Principles, create a culture in which it is okay to make mistakes and unacceptable not to learn from them. Remember, we're not trying to create clones. We're not trying to create people who fill up our coffee and sharpen our pencils. Instead, we're trying to multiply leaders. And to do that, we need to give authority and permission, not just push off tasks to someone else. Well, thanks for listening today. A much-needed shout-out, as always, to the venerable Joel Limbowen, founder of On a Limb Productions, who produces each and every episode of this podcast. Do yourself a favor and check out his great work at com, or, as always, you can check the show notes for more information. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. That's right, be fat and hungry above all else. Keep leaning in and learning, and remember... Some leaders delegate, but the best leaders empower. Don't just give away tasks, give others authority and permission to lead. Have a great week.